Hold up, let's get real. Welcome to Real Talk with Ronnie. Today we have Jen Silverman. Before we begin, please remember to subscribe to this YouTube channel and follow me on social media at Ronnie Calra. Welcome, Jen. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So Jen is a certified nutrition specialist and she's also my friend. Um, I called Jen after I had Leah. Actually, it was like a year after I had Leah. And I was trying to lose weight and I followed Jen on social media for a long time. We're actually friends because we have somebody mutual in common. And I remember just thinking to myself, she's a mom of two, almost three. Maybe today. Maybe, maybe today. today. <laughs> um, that if she could look as good as she looks, and she is tone. I'm talking muscle. This woman is your imagination, please. <laughs> this woman, I'll flash pictures of you. Thank you. Thank um, you. This woman was in tip top shape with two boys. And I remember thinking to myself, if she can do it with two, What's my excuse? So I called her and I said, listen, I'm normally a very healthy eater. I just felt like I needed accountability. And I'm the type of person I've played sports my whole life. So I kind of like having a coach because then it's somebody that you're answering to that is asking you, did you do this? Did you do that? And I'm not a liar. I'll tell you if I did it or if I didn't do it. I mean, every time I told, every time I ate something terrible, I Coward, texted you. Like, always coward. No, <laughs> um, so Jen not only is a CNS, but she's also a contributor to a bunch of magazines. You've written for Shape, Reader's Digest. Yes. Am I missing um, something? Runner's World. What else? Business Insider. There you go. Yeah. So Subject she... matter expert. It's an SME. That's what they call you. Wow. Would you like to weigh in on this topic? And I'm like, yes, yes, I would. My opinion is valuable. It's very valuable. <laughs> she knows a lot about food and nutrition and not only about what you should be eating in order to maintain or lose weight, but also what you should be eating to change your mentality. Um, one of the reasons I really wanted her on Real Talk with Ronnie was we were talking about food and how it relates to anxiety, for example. And I know anxiety is something that everybody deals with. Sometimes it's extreme, sometimes it's manageable. Um, but I have anxiety in my family, it's like in my genes. I have to say- Related to more than just food, let's be clear. Correct. Because <laughs> people um, do have a lot of anxiety when it comes to food. <laughs> and it was so interesting to me because I never thought that changing your diet would kind of change your mentality in that way. Um, and being that, you know, the beginning of the year is always a really tough time for a lot of people in terms of mental health. Totally. Um, it's right after the holidays. It's, you know, it's cold in New York. It's gray. Yeah. Um, depression kind of sets in. Seasonal depression sets in. And it's so long. I was walking with my elder son to school the other day and he's like, so there's 12 months in a year, you know, he's bragging because he's learning this stuff in kindergarten. He's like, so each season is three months. And I was like, thinking in my head, I'm like, actually... Sadly, winter in New York is like five months, yeah. and he was very confused by it. And then I was like, "You're right. We should move. We should talk to Daddy." It's happening, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's a it's a long time. It's and, a long time, and this is a city where there is a lot of pressure and like every angle of your life, which is good and bad. Yeah. So talk to me. I know that you wrote about this. Yes. Um, on social media, but I think that you've also been asked to write about it in some publications. Yeah. Um, talk to me about how you know, what you eat in your diet could really affect how anxious you are um, sure. and how 
how to maybe avoid some of that. Definitely. Um, so this is going to be a long spiel, obviously. So I like to use the word inflammation all the time. And I should add that it is a total buzzword to the point that I was using it with every client. And then maybe three, four months into discussing it, one of my clients is like, I, I, I'm really embarrassed to ask you this, but what is inflammation? Because it's like a buzzword, you yeah. know, it's like antioxidants. Like people are like, what are antioxidants? So anyway, so inflammation can manifest itself in your body in various ways. So okay. in your skin, it could give you dry skin, eczema, acne. Um, in your stomach, you could have irritable bowel syndrome or you could be constipated or just difficulty digesting in general. In your muscles, like if you're a super athlete, it could be DOMS, delayed onset muscle soreness. Okay. And then in your brain, it is re it can cause depression, anxiety, and a lot of like mental health issues. And I think the biggest issue with most people that come to me because we live in New York City, for the, I mean, let's be real, let's be real, because they want to lose weight. Yeah. And superficial reasons. Yeah. And I get it. Like I tell people, I'm like, if you come in here and when I ask you what your goal is, like I want to look good naked. Like, I, I get it. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman. I'm vain. I understand. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think they don't always realize how connected everything is. Right. And feeling confident, of course, will hopefully boost your self-esteem and you will be less depressed, less anxious, less stressed, et cetera. But that's not a guarantee. There are plenty of people out there who are beyond stunning or at least aesthetically, I would looking at them, I would think right. outwardly. And they still struggle with so all fair. those things. Mm -hmm. So to go back to your question after my very long spiel, um... Anti-inflammatory foods are where it really comes in. And there's actually a lot of even like mental health practitioners, so like psychiatrists, psychologists, who before they go to prescribing you a serious like chemical, like a an actual RX, like a prescription. Xanax. Exactly. They'll <laughs> say, try taking a fish oil, like a very strong fish oil, which is probably the number one most anti-inflammatory food out there. Interesting. Um, can you get it from eating fish? Of course. But a fish oil as... We're American and New Yorkers. Everybody wants the quick fix. It's a pill form, and right. it's pop it every day, and hopefully it's valuable. You don't have to think exactly. Um, so, see, I find that interesting. I didn't know because, I guess, to the general public, if there's something bothering you and you go to somebody about it, or your friend, or you're just confiding in somebody, they say, talk to a therapist, go to a therapist, and then immediately, which is really valuable, not to interrupt you. Totally. Like a lot of people, I mean, that can be. Therapeutic. But I think I think the reason people suggest that is because they think the next step is they will prescribe you the right medication. Not necessarily, they will give you the tools necessary to try and help you fix this naturally. And then if it doesn't work, sure, like nothing against medication. Sometimes it's definitely needed because of a chemical imbalance or what have totally. you. However, maybe that chemical imbalance is because you're not eating anti inflammatory foods or just a pro-inflammation diet like a high and right. this is actually where it gets a little tricky not to get too nuanced like into the science of so there's omega-3s and omega-6s fatty acids okay don't shake your head if you don't know what I'm talking about because sometimes I'm talking over I know what omega-3s are okay so omega-3s are anti-inflammatory okay. and omega-6s are inflammatory interesting the problem is a lot of times they're found in the same foods but the type of food is where it comes in. Like I always tell my clients, I'm like, I'm not a brand snob with fashion. Like I don't know that. I know enough to like stay in the game, but I'm a brand snob with food because it does make a huge difference. Like you'll see, oh, eat salmon. Salmon is anti-inflammatory. Salmon is anti-inflammatory if it's wild salmon. If it's wild salmon, it's packed with fatty fish, with yeah. omega-3 fatty, like fatty acids. 
If it's not wild, if it's farm raised, it has more omega-6s. And we want a ratio of like one to one. Most people get like nowadays a ratio of like one to 10. So if it doesn't say wild, then it's- It's It's not that it's bad for you. You're still getting the protein. There's still other benefits to eating salmon. But from the inflammation standpoint, which is the focus of at least our conversation today, wild, it's critical. And it is more expensive. I mean, I have a lot of clients who are like, listen, do I really have to buy everything organic? And I'm like, no, there's a list of dirty dozen, which another topic, but there's foods that are more likely to have pesticides on them. Those need to be organic, whereas other fruits and vegetables do not have pesticides. You don't need to eat them organic. Don't waste your money on them. We can talk about that in a minute. Um, But back to that. So even like uh, red meat is another good example. Like there's a reason that people choose, who are very health conscious, grass-fed beef. Right. I know this doesn't apply to you as she's a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, But basically a grain-fed cow is higher in omega-6s, which is is pro-inflammation. Because of what the cow's eating. Exactly. Because you are what you eat. Right. Um, whereas a grass-fed cow is much richer in omega-3, so much more anti-inflammatory. Right. So, and it's confusing, and I think that that's kind of the, the hardest part about it because there's so much information there's out so there. There's so much information. Like, when, my, when I have a prospective client come to me and they are like, well, you know, what is it, like, what are we going to talk about in all of our sessions? Like, what are we going to, you know, what, if this is my goal, like, aren't you just going to tell me what to eat and, like, that's it? I'm like, well, I just think that, first of all, we make hundreds of food decisions a day. Yeah, that was like, the first thing this. you said to me. Because think about it. You wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, should I have breakfast or not have breakfast? Because that's that alone is like a whole controversy. Like there's the intermittent fasters or the time-restricted eaters who are like, don't have breakfast. Like you don't need it. Other people are like, oh my God, if your metabolism is never going to work if you don't start your day with something. Right. Then, okay, say you made this decision to have breakfast. You're like, well, do I have protein in the morning or like do I have carbs in the morning because if I have the carbs in the morning then I have the whole day to burn them off or do right. I have, I mean, literally, and I, that I just, what, did I make it to 7 a.m.? Like yeah. this is, and every time you eat, it's the same sort of thing. Right. Like the egg, can I have the yolk? Can I not have the yolk? Um, should I have steel cut oats? Are they really that much better than, like there's just Regular, so much yeah. that goes into it. You know, I read something recently though about the breakfast topic that was, it was just so enlightening. It's not about what time you eat breakfast because breakfast literally means breaking your fast. So you didn't get that from me. I actually did I'm sure you've said it in the past as well, but I saw something that it doesn't matter what time you're eating. If you want to do an intermittent fast, go ahead. It's what you're eating when you break that fast. That's true. That's so important. Is it a donut from the street vendor, like Benny used to eat when I met him, which obviously changed? Or is it eggs in the morning Yeah. to keep you full longer and to get you going and give you that energy? And to affect your cravings. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. Right. If you start with sugar, you're going to crave sugar all day. Yeah. Because your blood sugar is spiking. Like, right. the, the most simplest of ways to tell someone to manage your weight, you need to manage your blood sugar. Right. But And what you eat, it's almost like, I use the marathon example, like... There's a re- I never run a marathon, let's be clear. Although I have heard Me that either. carrying a child can be compared to a marathon and an Ironman. And I also heard that <laughs> women who are pregnant find it easier to run because your muscles are more elastic. Yeah, because the elastin. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden can you're I just... guess be dangerous? I don't know. Fine. Yeah. But As someone who runs pregnant, let's be clear, I do still. Or jog. At a Did you, by the way, pace. can we just really sh- quickly go into the Larry David episode? No, I didn't see it yet. Oh, Everyone never keeps mind. telling me. Uh, 
he, it was the first one. He yes. was in the gym with a pregnant woman. I yes. haven't watched it yet. I and know. you thought it was ridiculous. Well, it, I mean, it kind of it. I David used to yell at me my during my first pregnancy. Oh my now that God. I'm not an amateur anymore, but he, if we went to the gym together, which you do before you have children, you know, yeah, couples who sweat together stay together. <laughs> um, I remember I would wait until he was like far away from me so that I could run because my doctor, my first OB, who was wonderful, but I have not used her since my first was really strict with me and she was like I don't want you running like I don't want you getting your heart rate above a certain like she was very and but that is I mean you you have to I have to sympathize as someone who has many no I've you know a nice Jewish girl so a lot of doctors in my family um they're she's covering her her ASS on of course, as she should. So I love that you, you just sit down. I don't know, am I allowed to curse? Am I allowed to curse? <laughs> yes. sure. So she's covering her ass, as most doctors do. Like I feel like it's almost like now when I work with a pregnant woman, they're like, "So can I really not have raw fish?" And I'm like, "It depends how you're approaching this." Like we live in Manhattan. Like if you're going to Nobu, like I don't think you're getting salmonella from their sashimi. I think it's more likely if you had like. I don't know, like Gas chicken, station. yeah, like there's a, exactly. So anyway, but she was very careful with, with me, and she's like, I don't want your heart rate going above this. I don't like, you know, all of those um, rules to pregnancy. I also think it's so specific to the person. You are somebody who works out your entire life. You're not going to stop when you get pregnant. If you're not somebody who works out, you're not going to all of a sudden start this new venture of that. I believe that I agree with. You know, so it's very like subjective to the person and their lifestyle. Um, my mother would yell at me for doing like, I would do stair jumps and I had to give her credit. She was obviously yelling at me because she didn't want me to fall while pregnant. But I would say to her, I'm running up and down the stairs. Like I'm not doing stair jumps anymore, but I'm running up and down the stairs. Like there are people who don't have access to elevators. Like they're not going to go up and down stairs when they're pregnant mom. So, you know, I, I get it. However, you need to watch this new Curbed because need, yeah, also her father, I would love to show a picture, looks exactly like Larry David. He does. He gets it a lot. And you get stopped in the street. Oh, always. Oh my gosh. So I really need to start taking advantage of it for like reservations. You in should. Restaurants. I know. He's, my father's funny, but not as funny as Larry David. Well, Larry David's funny because he's just ridiculous. Yeah, he's insane. But yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, back to nutrition. People say I look like Giselle when I'm not pregnant. So it's like a, <laughs> just like body type, not like the faces, but like we're just like built very like long and, you know. Similar. You know, why, why are you laughing? You look exactly like her. I mistake, I mistake you for her Two all the eyes, time. a nose, mm-hmm. brown hair. You do live in the same neighborhood though. So no there's way, something. really? Yeah. I've never seen her. Well, I'm sure she has a Of course, my, my, my real estate agent <laughs> knows where I live. Of um, course. Aha. I did see Blake Lively yesterday when I wow. dropped off Boaz at school. No she was at the wing. Really? Yeah, she did like something here. Yeah, I know. Sorry. Okay. okay. Sorry. Yeah. Back to inflammation. Real talk not mind. inflamed. Neither of them are inflamed. By the way, yes, they're not. Yeah, they, yeah. they eat. But all actually, I can link this into Giselle. Please. Did you read the article? There was an article maybe five or six years ago about what does Tom Brady eat? Because as I am married to a huge football fanatic, sports fanatic in general, same. Tom Brady is a, is old for a quarterback. Yes. I think. I yes. think you no, can edit is. this if I'm wrong. No, he's old. Um, and he's obviously amazing. And not only amazing looking, like, they've how many times have the Pats won the Super Bowl? I don't know. David, yes. my husband, hates the Patriots. But so there's a lot going into, like, okay, aside from him practicing and, like, having a good right. running back, like, having this health it, at and 40. He, they interviewed their chef. 
And their chef goes as far as not only is he on like a very strong anti-inflammatory diet because of the delayed onset muscle soreness, not related to mental health, but again, still similar sure. to inflammation. Like he, they don't even eat like nightshades, for example, because there's a school of thought like in the nutrition world that nightshade vegetables they're vegetables and you know how I feel about vegetables. I'm like every vegetable counts. Eat all the vegetables you want. Like 90% of your diet should be vegetables. We'll all be Correct. happy. Um, he does, they don't eat any nightshades because there is a, there's a body of science and some research out there that says that they cause inflammation. Nightshade vegetables being like red peppers, um, eggplant. eggplant, tomatoes. One of the women on our team is allergic to nightshades. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I think if she eats them, she will blow up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Highs, so, inflammation. Yeah. Giselle and Tom do not eat nightshade vegetables. And it's mainly for Tom's performance. That is interesting. And they seem happy, so it could be also related. To- <laughs> <laughs> well, mental health. It all yeah. ties back to nutrition and mental health. Yeah. At the end of the day. I think one of the things I learned from you, which was pretty life-changing to me, was, you know, yes, obviously eat lots of vegetables. And, like, that was kind of... Obvious. However, sometimes you need to be told, you know, because you could eat low calorie foods, but it's not vegetables. You're just, it's like packaged food that's low calorie. But the other thing was, she said to me, look at the ingredients. And I'm sure everybody else has heard this in the past, but like, how often do you really do it? If you can't pronounce it and you don't know what it is, don't eat it. And like, that was so simple to follow, yet so insane because almost everything we eat has something that we have no idea what it is. Yeah. Um, and I remember now that I'm a mom thinking if I'm so conscientious of what I'm giving Liana, everybody does that though. Everybody. (laughs) Why the hell am I like so okay with like putting these toxins in my own body? Because you're a good mom and you want better for her than you give yourself. That's what I tell people. Yes. (laughs) But it's also like, it's, I just feel like it's like very hypocritical. So I've really changed the way I think about food in terms of what I let her eat, what I'm putting in my mouth. And like, if the answer is sure, once in a while, then might as well. But you know, I'm all about balance. Obviously, you know, I love my French fries. It's okay. Um, They're potatoes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which are gluten-free. Correct. Um, However, like I totally, I get the idea that like, sometimes we don't even hold ourselves to the standard that we expect for others or, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, I want her to be super healthy and like, cause I'm in control of what she's eating, but I'm also in control of what I'm eating. So why shouldn't yeah. I be super healthy? But you helped me hit my goal. I lost nine pounds. You look amazing. Thank you. You looked amazing before, but you look amazing now. Um, it was more like a mental thing to, for me. We talked about that during my yeah. consultation and I feel like a lot of women feel this way because you're you're never really back to your true self after you have a baby. I mean, you are, but you know, you're not. You're not the same person. Yeah, of I think you're not. I think you're better. Yeah. yeah. Afterwards, you're stronger. You're able to handle more. Um, I have a thicker skin, but also like it was harder for me to lose weight. Like I used to be able, and I was telling you this in our consult. I used to be able to like skip meals, and like I physically cannot do that now because like I don't have energy if I don't eat and it's literally fuel. And if I think about it that way, then like what am I giving myself? Obviously I like good food and I live in New York and I love to go out to eat, but like what am I doing to make yeah. sure that I can make it through the day and like be energetic and positive and 
just like live. Yeah. I think that's, I can't take credit for change, make turning that switch in your brain. Um, but that's, but, but I mean, that to me, I think is the hardest because like going back to the beginning of this conversation, like people come in and everything is like calories, like numbers related. It's almost like I have clients that say to me, should I weigh myself? And I look at them and I'm like, you tell me, I'm like, is this really all, is that all you care about? Like, are we, I'm not a numbers focused person. I realize we live in New York city finance, like the finance world takes Mm -hmm. over. So numbers are important to people, Mm -hmm. but there's, I mean, there's value in still feeling better, getting more sleep, like in just investing and taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and like holistically, like not only just changing your diet that, I mean, a good example, I have a client who she's down from a 10 to a six. Wow. She's lost three pounds. That's it. It's interesting. And I mean, honestly, I look at her and I'm like, I don't even know how to explain it. And she said it to me. It's really hard for me to lose weight. It's really hard for me to lose weight. And I was like, okay, well... Is that the only reason we're talking about this? And she actually does have like some other stuff going on like that we're working on. Like, um, But yeah, and it's not always numbers related. Yeah. Like there are other benefits. It's almost totally. like, honestly, like David, I'll, I'm going to give my husband some credit here. He deserves it. I've been very mean to him and hormonal lately. So sometimes he'll look at me and be like, did you work out? And I'm like, no. And he's like, why don't you go like for a walk? And he does not mean it of in course. a gently. Like, you're looking like you put on like no. he just knows that I'll be in a better Feel mood. Better, yeah, yes. and it is the same thing. Yeah, and it's true. It's like, very true. I'm nicer to him. Like so much nicer. It's a stress reliever for me. Like I need to sweat it out as much yeah. as that like sounds disgusting. But and that I do. also helps with sleeping though. Right. Like if your body is sedentary all day from sitting, you walk around a lot. You're in a, like, you're in a business where at least you're going from meeting to meeting. You're a hustler. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, they're sitting all day and yeah. I know like a standing desk, like it's going to save all. Like it's not, you're still, you're still staring at a screen. You're There's no separation spot. between church and state. Right. It's, it almost goes back to like those sleep ex- experts who are like, don't watch TV in bed. Yeah. Like, yeah, the light, of course, is disruptive, the blue lights, et cetera. But it's also like if you do all of that in your bed, your bed isn't your sleep space anymore. It's yeah. your like do everything. Like you can read in it, you can watch TV in it, you can talk on the phone, you can play on Instagram, let's be clear. Um, but that's how I feel about like even just like movement in general. Totally. Yeah. Like if, yeah, you can't just be sitting or, yeah, yeah, all day. Um, I feel like we could literally be here all day. That's fun because I love spending time with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but one thing that I ask everyone that comes on Real yeah. Talk with Ronnie, if you weren't doing this, hmm. what would you be doing? So I'm older. Please. No, I mean, but I, I actually say that in a, I, this, this is what I'd be doing, honestly. But if you weren't, and there was another profession, because you couldn't do this for some reason, you were not oh, allowed. I wish that my parents pushed me to be a doctor. They didn't. And not because, yeah. One less Jewish doctor it's true. in New York City. <laughs> I almost became a lawyer. Um, but you then would, I... You would be a doctor. Yeah. Would you be like a pediatrician? Would you specialize in something? Sports medicine? I just feel like I'm so interested in the way... I like helping people. It's, I know it's really cheesy, but I do. Yes. Um, it's in your nature. I, and I like people, which I also think is a big... like. There's, most people don't like people. I really enjoy people. I find them to be very interesting. But I think that's why we get along. Yeah. I like people too. Like they're fun. Benny always says to me, stop making new friends. Yeah. Like, and relax. I'm like, no, but she friends. just says this and it's just so interesting. And, yeah. and I like people that are different than me. I don't know. So I feel like the whole, 
you, you're still interacting with people. You're doing something valuable and you're like healing them. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel like you would be one of those like Eastern medicine. Yeah. I would be, a, I would be a common, I do study Ayurveda, but I don't have a certification in it, but I, I think I would combine them both. I actually don't believe that one is better than the other. Definitely. I yeah. think you have to combine them both. Yeah. I think both schools of thought are necessary to live yeah. a healthy lifestyle. I do always like practice Ayurvedic practices um, after I have a baby because Amazing. that I believe. Amazing. Yeah. That is something you should do if you're looking for another profession because you have a very empty plate and like totally <laughs> a lot. But, yeah. Totally out of free time. Like a center where that kind of matches what is done in India and Europe and other countries like yeah, that we don't after do. You have yeah, a child. Do that. That's very smart. Yeah. Well, you heard it here first. So if she opens that up and it goes big, I'm an investor. And become an MD. Obviously. Yeah. Thank you so much, Jen. Thanks for having me. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. And listen, this isn't paid by Jen by any means, but if you are in New York City and you need health advice or nutrition advice, call Jen Silverman because she knows what the fuck she's doing. The other thing is the best thing I thought about your service and you're very smart and you know a lot about food. I could text her that I'm going to a restaurant. She would Google the restaurant and tell me what to get on the menu. Well, nobody wants to make decisions anymore. That, my friend, is service. Thanks. Thank you, Jen. Thank you.